Hey breasties, it's Kristen here. Thank you for joining. Let's buckle up and make the breast of it. What's up? It's Kristen here. It is almost 10 o'clock on Wednesday night and man, it's been a week. Um, if you have back to school stuff going on this week, um, are you as exhausted as I am? My week started with Dean starting at his new daycare. And if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you probably saw his reaction. He punched the sign at school, which was interesting to see for a two-year-old toddler who normally has a very sweet demeanor. Christian started back this week as well in pre-K, and Bradley's still at home virtual learning, so uh, managing three different schedules and trying to keep everyone on track. There's a million balls in the air, trying to make sure that none of them drop. So if you are stressed out like I am, we're in it together, I'm exhausted too, let's hope our kids all go back to school in person very soon, because I am not a very good teacher. So thank you so much for listening. I know that last week I left you with a cliffhanger with Dr. Simmons and Stacey Barnes. Without further ado, here is the rest of the episode. Hang in there. I love you. That's an interesting point. Can you talk about global warming and why animal products really contribute to that more than anything else right now? Because I learned this through one of the Netflix documentaries and I was shocked. I had no idea. Yeah, it, it, the numbers are frightening. Um, so I think some crazy number like 70% of our commodity foods, the grains that we grow in this country, are grown purely for the purposes of being fed to our farm animals. So we're completely degrading our farmlands to grow these monocrops, this soy, um, corn, wheat that is used for the purposes to feed the livestock, the livestock that should be grazing on grass and is instead being fed all of this. So, and we, we are raising way more livestock than we need. Mm -hmm. And then, so there's, and there, there, there's all this methane production from them and all of the uh, all of the chemicals that are coming off and running off the the land into our water supply and so it, it the the contribution to to global warming from our livestock is is in, incredibly taxing yeah um and can be can be completely avoided by by stopping these farming practices, by raising the, the livestock in the way that they were supposed to be raised, by stopping growing all of this corn, soybeans, wheat for the purposes of feeding them. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense yeah. what we're doing. And we're destroying our earth. I, I, I think I read that we have somewhere between 30 and 40 crop yields left on this earth. And that's it. Wow. That's not much. That is frightening. 
It is. We'll be it living is. on Mars in 20 years. SpaceX, Elon Musk, we're good. Don't worry about it. We'll fix this whole thing. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm this, kidding. This is what keeps me up at night. Is like, what what world are we leaving for our children? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. At this rate, we're not leaving one. No. At this rate, there 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 will be nothing for them. So, um, you know, I, 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 this is not preachy and I made the decision to stop eating animals, not because I love animals. I mean, I do love animals. My house is a zoo, but, um, I, I made this decision for my own health benefits, but there, there are a million reasons to stop eating meat, um, if, if nothing else is to stop the demand so that at least if we continue to eat meat, we're eating meat that is raised in a way that is um, humane. Because right now, and when I say meat, I mean meat and poultry and everything. Right now, the, the way that we treat our livestock is horrendous. Yeah. It's horrendous. The it's videos are really concerning. Mm-hmm. And I think that also kind of compelled me same, I'm an animal lover. When you see how these animals are being mistreated and you're seeing, wow, all of these farms are creating a lot more pollution, which is adding to the global warming issue. No one talks about that. And well, I, I think that, the reason is that the dialogue is really um, dictated by government and big business. And the government is subsidizing all these crops to have their farmers grow these monocrops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're really paying for it. We're paying for it because we're paying the subsidies to, to grow the crops. Uh, taxpayers are. We're paying for the damage that they're doing to the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, we are paying, f- you know, to buy the products in the market. But then the biggest, the biggest bill that we actually pay is that of the healthcare costs brought on by consuming these foods that are making all of us sick. And so, yeah, full we- circle. Full circle, and we're paying for it every step of the way. And it's killing us and destroying our earth. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I know that when, again, for people who feel like this is a really difficult change to make, another avenue that I kind of explore on top of veggies is seafood. And you always talk about wild-caught seafood. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like that's another good kind of bridge to get to where you want to go when you are going plant-based instead of just going cold turkey, right? Yep. I'm bringing this up because Stacy told me yesterday, the day before, Chris made a delicious spaghetti squash with crab in it. And I know that I said to her, look. Good man. Yeah. If you feel (laughs) like you really want to eat meat, like go to the seafood route. Just make sure it's wild caught. So I know that seafood can get a little expensive, but if you're desperate and you want to throw it in here and there, I think it's a great idea. And I also think that spaghetti squash is a very magical mushroom. If you've never, I mean, 
I'm sorry, magical vegetable if you've never messed with it before. I was going to say, I've been eating mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. It's it's so good. So a spaghetti squash looks kind of like a football. It's yellow, right? You poke some holes in it. You roast it. So easy. And you slice it open and you scrape it out and it looks like spaghetti. So Stacey, how did... How did Chris make this? Explain. Hmm. Uh, it's probably better if he explained because, you know, me, I just kind of come into the kitchen and say, ooh, what do you got here? Yeah. I love this. But it's so delicious. And you can just saute it with um, garlic and a little bit of olive oil um, on low heat, and it cooks really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. So- um, he did add, and I don't know if this is like okay or not, but uh, I'm still learning, so don't yell. Um, the the Rouse or Ross, R A O S. Rayos. Rayos. Oh, the Rayos. Oh, Rayos. So good. So good. He added that to it. Um, and it's funny because, like, again, like with the cheese, like if I have red sauce and um, spaghetti of any kind, um, I feel like I need mozzarella cheese or Parmesan cheese, but this was like so good. So tasty. I mean, like the kids, my kids were eating it. Like mm-hmm. they were like, Oh, this is good, dad. This is good. And they, they wanted it the next day. They were like, is there any more of that left? Like it was, it was really, really good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And again, like once you get away from once you get into the rhythm of eating vegetables all the time, you, you, they're delicious. And that's what your, that's what your palate wants. That's what you crave. We crave what we know and love. And, and it's the familiarity that makes us know and love it. Mm -hmm. And spaghetti squash, normally you can get two for four bucks, which is equivalent to, I assume two boxes of pasta. I, don't quote me on that. I haven't bought pasta in a really long time, but I feel like it it creates an insane amount of spaghetti. It tastes better. It cooks quicker. There's no pot of water. You don't have to boil the water and then dump it out and then clean. The, no, it's easier, which is great. And again, I'm not being preachy. I'm just trying to share more ideas on how to implement this and, you know, kind of convey that it, it can be done on a budget you just like dr simmons said you just have to reframe your thinking and i think stacy's an incredible example of how she's been doing that for what a a month six weeks now yes and i gave it two weeks i told Kristen, i'm going to try it for two weeks if i don't see a difference if i don't feel a difference i quit i'm eating my cheese and i'm eating and i'm eating my meat don't bother me yep I, i did it for well i Again, I started the cheese and I guess I was almost, I think I was at two weeks with no cheese and started like really not caring that I didn't have it. And then I went to the plant-based and then I did that for two weeks and then I was like, well, what the hell? It's still, I feel great. Like Kristen, you said earlier that you felt like you were in your twenties. I literally said that at work the other day. Like I, I went to work the other day. And I'm not like a good at compliments or anything like that for myself. But I went to work for the first time as a hairdresser. Uh, I haven't been to work for what, when has it been? Four months. I don't even know. Time has gotten away. And I don't even know what I was doing, but 
at least two people, maybe three, said to me, you are the only person I know that can lose weight in quarantine. And they're like, how the hell did you do that? I'm like, well, now I'm doing plant-based. And they all laugh at me because they know I change everything. I, <laughs> I love it. Did Kristen come over? Was Kristen there? <laughs> Kristen was not there. However, can I tell a little quick story with um, yeah. Kristen? Remember, you came to my shop, and I took your picture, and you had just had that cancer taken off your nose or spot. Maybe not cancer. I'm sorry. Um, I misspoke. Um, it was. It wow. was. Yeah. It was a spot that my dermatologist was concerned about, and she cut it out just to make sure it was okay, okay. and it was fine. Yes. And remember, we took your picture and you texted me that you hated it. And mm-hmm. you said, my carb base. Right? Yep. That, I think, was the last time I saw you. And then the next time I saw you was a little after quarantine. Yep. And the difference in you just from that picture and now. I wish we could, we can probably find that picture and put it on your website. Definitely. And do something from now and then. That's a great idea. Even then, I'm not saying she looked bad because she still was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. No. But I see the difference. You too. (laughs) (laughs) Get a room, you two. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. But you're right. I had carb face that day and I felt it and I looked it and I saw that picture of myself and I said, whoa, <laughs> this is what carbs do to me. It's insane. They just don't agree with me. And I know that some people are out there saying I need carbs. I, I get it. I'm not saying, you know. Let's, let's just be clear. Vegetables are carbs. Oh, that's, are a carbs. Point. that's a really good point. Grain. Referring to as grains. Grain face. I had grain Sorry, face. Yes. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't want anyone to pick on carbs because I love, I love my carbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. No. Grains are a different story. It was um, inflammation. Just inflammation, right? Grain face. I like grain face. I think grain face works. Grain I'm- face. We're co- we're copywriting that. Yeah. Grain face. <laughs> grain. I think you're right. I think I should do it before and after post. I like it. I do. I really think, and I have that picture and I will send it to you and you still looked amazing, but you look, I can just see it. I can see it now. And like a long time. Like college. Dr. Jen and Kristen, like I can see your, your faces and your skin. And I, I, I just. Same with you. You look incredible. Do. Your skin. I don't know like before. <laughs> I mean, um, like, and I think it's really good to like see that. And and like, I'm gonna be 35 in August, and I I feel like as I am aging, it's like now I'm like, oh god, I really gotta watch what I'm doing here. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't know, Doctor Jen. So don't even put put your numbers down. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Simmons does not look anywhere near her age. I was shocked when she told me how old she was. Yeah. Like that's, that's not possible. And Stacey, I think. Yeah, we're not going to mention numbers here, Stacy. I think you should talk about how your sister said, "What are you doing?" I want to try it. Oh, so my sister, Jamie, um, she has three kids. 
she watched me struggle with my weight my entire life. She never had weight issues like ever. She was just always tiny, five foot nothing, this tiny little thing. Um, and we went to Florida uh, during quarantine. Yes, we did. And um, I came out in my, you know, little tiny bikini, which was not tiny at all. <laughs> and Stop it. You looked amazing. He was, he was very much like by the end of the, by the end of the trip, which I continued my plant-based diet for majority of the trip. And, you know, like John said earlier, I kind of ran out of stuff and was like, all right, well, I guess I got to make do with what I have here. Um, but jumped right back on when I got home. Um, by the end of the trip, she was like, all right, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you eat in a day. Um, you know, she, she could tell that I felt good, that I felt confident, that I felt, you know, healthy and, um, you know, that I was, I was still able to maintain my eating habits, um, during our vacation. And I, I, I think she just, I think she just admired maybe the energy and, um, she has been now like, she, she now does like work out with me and she'll, um, send me a text and like, what did you eat today? Tell me what you ate. And I'll give her a list of things. And usually it's cucumbers. I, I love cucumbers. Um, I eat a lot of cucumbers and tomatoes. I crack that or cut them up, put them in a thing. Edamame I love, um, which mind you, when my husband and I go and cut everything up and put them in containers, my 11 year old eats half of it before I get to any of it. So that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but she's, she, she's coming on board. She's, um, she's enjoying seeing my progress, I think. Um, which is, which is funny though, because if you think about it, I lost 56 pounds. That's great. Doing the keto or dirty keto is what I called it. I lost 56 pounds and she watched me lose all that weight. I lose nine pounds doing the plant base. And she's like, all right, talk to me. Like there's a, it's a different type of weight loss and it comes off differently. I feel that grains make you lose water weight because as soon as you eat that grain again, that water weight comes right back. Not, not to say that you lost 56 pounds in water weight. I'm not saying that by any means. I just think that with keto, you lose it fast and furious. It's very easy to gain back. With a plant-based diet, in my opinion, it it's slower to come off, but it's a slow and steady lose to the point where you keep it off and maintain way more easily than a keto diet or a low-carb diet. Would you agree with that? I do. I do. I definitely agree with that because it was, I mean, I was at a standstill. Like John said, he was at his, he's mm-hmm. at a standstill. I was at a standstill since January at 56 pounds. Yeah. You know, we hit our um coronavirus deal and we all had to stay home Mm -hmm. i struggled just like everybody else i was drinking every night and Mm -hmm. you know having hanging out sorry um (laughs) hanging out with my husband and you know actually making the the breast of it if you will thank you love it yeah famous plug um and i was just like at that standstill and i was like all right i just want to get the last 20. I have 20 more too, John. Like I just want 20 more pounds down. That's all I want. And then I can maintain. And I wasn't able to get under the 56 pounds 
And as soon as I started this, like it just started every day, just like the keto thing, like at first. Now, but the keto thing is, is it's, it's not a very healthy diet at all. Um, you there are, there are ways to, to do vegan keto and um, the, the macros change a little bit, but at least you're getting all of that, all of those vegetables in and all of the nutrients. Um, whereas most keto diets are very meat uh, and animal based and they're, they're not very healthy at all. No. And then your convenience foods turn into a stick of mozzarella cheese with a piece of prosciutto or salami wrapped around it. Yeah. And wrong with that. It's it's quick. It's delicious, (laughs) but it's, it's not great for, no, it's, 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 it's pretty devoid of nutrients. Yes. Yeah. So it's funny because I, I did it, I guess it was an entire year I did it and I stuck with it. And because I kept seeing the weight fall off, which personally I needed, I needed the weight to fall off and I was extremely overweight. Um, and it, it did fall off and it got me to where I needed to be to, to actually reevaluate everything at once. Like kind of be like, Oh, okay, wait a minute. Now I'm, now I want to focus on more like health, conscious things like I got the weight off it does it does work for weight loss but it's it's usually not a long-term solution for anyone Um, there are very few people who stay in ketosis for long periods of time and and most of the keto-based diets are just not they're not sustainable uh, and they're not healthy yeah and I didn't I definitely didn't do it right and doing it, I definitely realized that I was eating more meat rather than vegetables. And like you said, like you had the, yeah. I had the bigger piece of meat rather than the salad. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah. I think that I need to share another piece of knowledge with you. So you talked about how I inspired you to become plant-based. You inspired me to start juicing and, <laughs> I mentioned this to Dr. Simmons last week in my follow-up with her. And she said, that's great. What are you doing with the pulp? And I was like, Ooh, nothing. And she had mentioned, it's great that you're juicing, but you should really use that pulp as well. And Dr. Simmons, can you elaborate as to why Chris is going to kill me on this one? (laughs) I mean, That's where all the fiber is. All of our food. Sorry, Chris. (laughs) <laughs> so when you when you take the juice out you are getting some of the vitamins hi chris um, when you take the juice out you are getting some of the vitamins and you're definitely getting water um but all of the fiber which is what is going to eventually feed the organisms in your gut the microbes in your gut um if you if all you're doing is drinking the juice, you're not you're not taking the fiber, mm-hmm. and that fiber actually is really important. So what happens is, you know, the juice yes, you'll absorb some of the vitamins, you'll absorb all of the sugar, um, and you'll immediately absorb it. But the thing that kind of slows down 
the absorption and helps you to balance blood sugar and helps you to feed the organisms in your gut, which you want to do that, is all the fiber. So it's fine to juice, but then do something with the do something with the pulp, like, you know, and your juices are mostly vegetable juices. So I suggested like make a little gazpacho or make a little, you know, a, a, put, throw them into your soup, make a little sauce for something. Um, but do something with the fiber. Okay. Do something- a cra- we talked about crackers too. Yeah. So Chris Carr has a wonderful book. Marianne short lent me her book and Chris Carr has a great recipe for crackers from that pulp, which I'm going to try and I'll report back on to let you know. And speaking of nutrients, can we play a little game? Sure. Sure. Okay. So since we're talking plant-based on a budget, I want to let our listeners know if you have breast cancer and you live in the Philly, Delaware, New Jersey, tri-state area, there's a wonderful breast cancer organization called Unite for Her. They fund women with all kinds of different vegetables. Yes. I know a lot about their programming. They're amazing. Amazing. They're amazing. As a, as a husband too, and a caretaker, it's a great program. Yeah. Unite for Her does a lot for women with breast cancer and their families, not just the women. So I am holding up in a huge box of vegetables right now. This is a three quarters of a bushel, which is a lot. There's probably five or six free organic vegetables that I picked up today which Unite for Her funded for me, which is amazing. So if you are trying to go plant-based on a budget and you have breast cancer, reach out to your oncologist or your breast surgeon. They will get you in touch with them and they will get you set up with this well, you a gym can membership. Unite for Her. You can just go to their website and and find and because I think they're at like 10 or 12 hospitals in the area. Yep. Um, so definitely ask your doctor. Mm-hmm. Or, or just go to the Unite for Her website. They're incredible. So Andy, I was trying to get her set up with these organic veggies as well. She is staying at a friend's place in a different state right now. But what Unite did for her in terms of her gym was amazing. They have a list of gym memberships. I get mine for free at Mainline Health and Fitness, which is an incredible gym. That membership is free through them. Andy was looking at the list of gyms in Philly and said, you know, these aren't that close to my house. So I said, call them, see if they'll set you up somewhere else that's close by to your house. And they did. They're incredible. So please make sure you check them out. And I have this box of veggies. I've learned so much about veggies through not just (laughs) Dr. Jen, but also Unite for Her and the Organic Farm Share of Veggies. And John and I laugh all the time because there's always a new vegetable in this box that I have no freaking clue what it is or what to do with it. Mm-hmm. My rabbit likes them though. Whatever we don't eat, my rabbit eats out back. I have my and rabbit we, is so huge right now. Sometimes we can't finish all these veggies because they they give you so much, and I buy veggies on top of it. So it, every week it's five or six different vegetables, whatever they harvest, and sometimes you don't know what you're getting. So sometimes I overbuy and I will share it with friends, family, even our cleaning people, whoever's here. I'll be like, take some veggies because we're not going to finish them. And if they go bad, sometimes I feel bad saying that. But yeah, we feed them to the deer and the rabbit. So Dr. Well, Simmons. I'm feeding animals. What's the problem? <laughs> I'm going to pull out some veggies and we're going to test your knowledge. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Veggie number one. Good luck. 
It's a white bulb veggie with green stems coming out. That's a spring onion. Ooh, say that again. It's a spring onion. She's correct. Good job. Good job. That's an easy one, though, I feel like. That was pretty easy. We're going to get a little harder. Now I'm about to pull out a leafy green with a long stem. What do you think this is? Uh, That's chard. Yes. I believe it's Swiss chard, isn't it? She's good. (laughs) Chard or I'm kidding. All right. Here's another leafy green veggie with some red veins through it oh that's purple kale purple kale yeah this is red kale is that the same Uh, no i just saw the purple and thought that yeah okay red kale all right so you're you're two for two for one two up two of three i think we should give her that one i think it was unfair yeah it was really close all right how about this Phallic-looking yellow job. <laughs> it's a yellow zucchini or a yellow squash or yes. one of those. Yeah, that was an easy one. Now, I think this is probably the hardest one. John pulled these out earlier and said, what the hell is that? Is that often bad? happens with this box, can by the way. before you show it to me? What's that? Can I, can I guess? Is it? Can I guess before you show it to me and we'll see if I'm right? Yeah. Are you going to pull out kohlrabi? No. Oh, okay. All right. There's a bag of these. Oh, are those wax beans or yellow beans? Yes. Yeah. So this is how I honestly learned about so many new veggies through Unite for Her and these CSA boxes. Yeah. I think the craziest vegetable I've gotten to date, aside from kohlrabi, which I had last week, and I've been juicing them, (laughs) is a Roman have you, have you tried them raw? No. The kohlrabi? No, are they good? I, I slice them up and dip them in hummus. They're so delicious. Oh, Johnny, we're going to What would you, what would you say? What would you say it's similar to? Um if you had to say there was a vegetable it's right, similar. To. Yeah. So it's kind of like a not spicy radish. Mm. That's what I that's what I equated to, but you can cook kohlrabi, whereas I've never cooked radishes. Mm. I don't, I don't right. know. I could but, be down with that. Yeah, radish has a very like it's very it's very crunchy. Um, uh, yeah. So it, it, to me, it's like a not spicy radish. It's Maybe a like a, like a carrot, not as sweet. Mm. Maybe it's a cross between a radish and a turnip. Yes. Yes. Mm. It doesn't have as much flavor as a carrot. Gotcha. We're going to find out tomorrow. We're going to try it. I've only had the green kohlrabi, so the purple kohlrabi might have more flavor. I would imagine it does. Okay. So Stacy's taking notes for Produce Junction for her trip this week. And Well, Chris says he's sitting next to me. Perfect. <laughs> Figure out Perfect. What, what he's making this week for me. I want to let John finish his statement, and then I want Chris to come over here and tell us his coffee story. I was just going to say, in, in terms of Produce Junction, 19 locations in Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, very affordable. And what most people don't know is they are a part of the Gentilly's franchise. So oh. that, that, that's how they are able to. That's how they're able to get the low cost 
fruit and vegetables that Gentilis has because they are part of that network, yeah. but a different part of the family. So, okay. my people. Anyway, ipso um, facto, John is. What's that? I didn't hear you. Ipso facto, ipso facto, you're supplying our veggies. <laughs> not me. Ain't me. It's not me. It's not me. It's, 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 and then the other part, what Jen said earlier, plantbasedonabudget.com. I've been researching it while you guys were on. They have a tremendous amount of resources there. Uh, anything from uh, they have recipes. They have deals that are going on on certain websites right now that you can get like certain percentages off. All you have to do is give them your email address. But it's a really good web. I've been checking it out throughout the course of while you guys are talking. It seems like a really good resource for people who are looking. So yeah, just cool. want to drop drop that knowledge. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Stacy, will Chris come over and tell us his coffee calendar story? This is my favorite story. Hi guys. Hi, Hi Chris. Hey Chris. <laughs> so when Chris and I were diagnosed with cancer, probably what a year apart. Stacy told me the best story, and when the podcast started, I said to Stacy, "Will Chris come on and tell the coffee story because it's such a good one?" Yeah, I'll tell it. Um, I usually, you know, tell my students I'm a teacher at uh, Garden Valley Middle School. Woo! Yeah, right. Can't wait. Oh yeah. man! Oh, you got three. You got three of my guys coming. I can't wait. <laughs> um. So when the diagnosis came back that I did have cancer, uh, you know, we, we were, well, I wasn't calling anybody. I was just pretty much drinking. That <laughs> was pretty much all I was doing. Um, Stacy was on the phone nonstop calling doctors, getting babysitters, planning meals, doing everything. And, uh, her sister, uh, Lisa, who's just very organized, came over with this giant calendar, this desktop calendar and all these markers. So we were color coding, everything. We had the entire month of, uh, July and August, um, just covered up, um, all different colors, all different appointments, second opinions, second opinions on second opinions. Who's watching the kids, who's bringing food. Um, so it was like a, a work of art, this calendar. And her sister brought over these two Wawa coffees and, you know, we were working off of just pure adrenaline and we had the, the, the calendar filled up and I don't know who, who it was, but somebody spilled a coffee and it probably just, me. yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, and it just spilled over the entire calendar. Everything. January. Yeah. Everything was just soaked through the entire calendar from August all the way through. Um, but we hung it up. We let it dry. There was a huge coffee stain <laughs> on, on, uh, on July. July was pretty much covered in coffee. Um, and, you know, we went through the surgery. Uh, we went through, you know, all, all the, the appointments that we needed to. And, you know, the, the calendar was still hanging up in our kitchen. And every month we would rip off the month and the coffee stain would get a little bit smaller and a little bit smaller and a little bit smaller. Um, and then pretty much by December and January, um, when I found out that it was pretty much all gone, the cancer um, I didn't need chemo, you know, the, the coffee stain, it was gone. Um, so I tell my students, you know, the, the lesson of that, that story is that, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do. 
Um, and, you know, you just you just work through what you need to work through, and and eventually things will work out. So that's the coffee story. <laughs> I love it so I much. Love it. Tough people. I'm sorry. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. I love that so much. Words of wisdom. It's such a great story because you can visualize it. And you guys should have saved that calendar. Yeah. Well, we ripped every page off. <laughs> and do you know, like, it's been, he told me that story when you told me about your stinking podcast. And I never heard that story before. Aww. I sat in the dining room as he told me that story and I cried like a baby. I love and it so much. You never told me that story. You saved that for Kristen. I love it. I, I, love can't, it. I can't wait till my kids come home and tell me that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dad, dad, just guess what Mr. Barnes told us today? <laughs> yes. I'm like, I have, wait, let me guess. <laughs> yeah. Does it have to do with coffee? Yeah. Does it have to do with like, coffee? <laughs> it is so true because a cancer diagnosis is probably the most one of the most devastating things you can ever hear from a doctor. And there are so many reasons to worry about not only yourself, your spouse, your children, but you know, how, how are we going to survive this? What does this look like? And it's so true. It's looking back now, it's made you so much stronger. I've seen you guys to get, I was at your wedding nine years ago and you were so in love now then I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. You were so in love then. And now to see you come out of this cancer diagnosis, three kids, a million ups and downs. It's incredible to see it's only made you stronger. And you are seriously like probably the happiest married couple I know. So kudos to you guys. You're amazing. I love that analogy. And I'm so happy that this was the perfect segue for you to come tell the story, Chris, because we've come full circle with Stacey getting sucked into this plant-based diet. And now you, <laughs> and you've been working no. at Garnet Valley for what, a year or two now? And now our kids are going to be going to your classroom, which is amazing. Hopefully in September. <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully. middle school, not middle, middle school. school. Oh, right. Yeah, not middle school. Your kids, but, not your kids. But let's but hope for school yeah. in September, right? In general. Yes. Let's all hope together. for school in September. That that is the that is a blessing that all of us need. Oh yes. One hundred percent. Yes, we do. Even with a teacher at home, I I need my kids to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> Same not, here. Not easy at all. Seriously, I can't keep doing this teaching thing. <laughs> me neither i do kindergarten and i'm like all right i'm spent i need a nap <laughs> yes Sick. and it's kindergarten it's kindergarten it's exhausting of, yeah it's brutal a lot of it videos mm -hmm. but you know kudos to all those teachers that had to had to work from their computer i know that was hard for everybody too for them too just as much as it was hard for us definitely 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 yeah so to wrap up our discussion tonight, what did we learn? I think Stacy and I need to look into nutritional yeast to see what that's all about. And it tastes like parm. It does. I just um, bought turmeric, by the way. Good. Outstanding. So Kristen told Chris about that as he stood in my doorway. Kristen, what do I need to know now? I put it and in my coffee. I started doing that too. You Love certainly it. did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll try it. 
it's good. So um, Stacy also does intermittent fasting. Also, yeah. she doesn't eat until noon, sometimes two o'clock. She's really hardcore with it. And now you're adding the turmeric. That's great. Do you add the cinnamon too? I add cinnamon and it gives it a little more interesting flavor. Uh, well, you, this is the first you're talking of cinnamon. So I get all my information from you. So if you're holding <laughs> you back. it out to her. Yeah. So if you're holding back information, I don't have it. Well, I honestly feel that this process can be very overwhelming and it's best to take baby steps. So I think you did it the perfect way where you eliminated cheese first and then the meat, and then you started incorporating spaghetti squash and then the crab and some more meat and now the turmeric and next up is cinnamon and nutritional yeast. Sorry, Chris. (laughs) I, I think that that's an excellent point that anyone who's trying to make this transition and it's not a life or death thing for them, um, you know, it, I think that starting to reframe it and thinking about the the meat as your garnish rather than as your centerpiece. Mm-hmm. So if you were, um, you know, if, if the, if you're making spaghetti and you're going to put crab in, you're going to put a little bit of crab in as like flavoring, seasoning, that kind of thing. Um, rather than it being like crab with a little bit of spaghetti. Right. Um, and same thing. If you're going to make, if you're going to have steak, you'll have a couple of slices of steak on, you know, with a whole bunch of grilled vegetables or, um, you know, some, some other preparation where the vegetables are the star of the show, like make a big stir fry and it has a little bit of meat in it, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, there are ways to think about vegetables like meat, like you take a cauliflower and you slice it up and make cauliflower steak or... Oh take a big portobello mushroom and you grill it and that's your burger. And so, you know, there are, there are lots of ways. And that Romanesco that you talked about, which is if anyone's ever seen it, it's kind of a, a, a hybrid of cauliflower and broccoli. And you can, you can do the same thing with that and you can slice it down and make it into a steak. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's really delicious and, there are easy ways to make it your own and you, you can treat vegetables the same way that you treat meat and make it, you know, make it what you want and make it work for you. I have to share this image because it's the craziest looking vegetable I've ever seen. Imagine John's face when I pulled this out of the box. Like, Dude, yeah, I was like, what? I was like, I feel like this is going to bite me. <laughs> so yeah. like, what is this? It is a little scary. Um, a little that doesn't do it justice you pull that thing out and you're like what yeah it's a green spiky alien looking vegetable yeah it's really delicious it is like how the heck do you eat that (laughs) i chopped it up and roasted it and i thought oh i'm not gonna like this this is so creepy i ate the whole damn thing yeah it's delicious i love it i think you also like kind of acquire taste for like all the vegetables like no vegetables bother me at this point like i'm not a huge cauliflower fan but i'll eat it you know i feel like cauliflower is great because it's so diverse and it's so you can do so many things with it and it just takes on the flavor of whatever you cook it with yeah 
with I, buffalo. I think, I think cauliflower is one of those things that um, that really and depending on the age of the cauliflower, it will have more or less um, flavor. But you know, we make cauliflower mash all the time, and it's amazing. I love oh. it too. So now that I know that I can get some nutritional yeast and throw it in there, it'll taste like Parmesan cauliflower mash. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I have a question for Dr. Jen, if you don't mind. Um, so people with like, um, like people, sorry, a lot of likes there. Um, people with the genes, <laughs> like my husband, for instance, has like Lynch syndrome, like the people with BRCA gene, is that what it? the BRCA gene or any other gene that they possibly have, does, does the plant-based diet also suit them the same way it would suit, you know, myself or you? It does. It does. Because what happens is when, when we see people with these genetic mutations, um, those, those genetic mutations don't result in cancer a hundred percent of the time. So there obviously is something else in play there. There's something else influencing whether or not these genes get turned on or off. And that is diet and lifestyle. It's the things that we're doing that determine what genes get turned on and off. So there, while if you, if you don't make certain changes, the likelihood is that those genes will get expressed but they don't always get expressed. So I would say in, in those people with genetic mutations, it's even more important for them to do the things that we know drive health. Okay. That, that looks like a plant-based whole food diet and uh, daily movement, managing stress, making sure you're sleeping at night. Um, social connections, avoiding toxins when you can, you know, all those things end up being really important. Okay. I'm slowly implementing all those things in my house and yeah. And I'm, you just throw about the black toothpaste that's up in my bed. I use that today. <laughs> I use it today. Oh, the poor man. He's the one with the cancer gene and I'm the one going nuts. And you're using, wait, black toothpaste? Hello, it's like hello. Uh, I think yeah, it's just called hello. Okay. Um, it's like a vegan plant based like something. Charcoal, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. So it's like a like what teeth whitening, like no no chemicals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta try that. Lot of lot of changes in his life and my and my kids. I have to ask, does it turn your teeth black? When you're brushing, yeah, it's like totally black. It's so hysterical. That's great because then it gets rid of the yellow from the turmeric and your coffee. <laughs> the turmeric. Oh, John picked up my coffee mug and was like, what is this? That did what? look good. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think what I did was I iced my coffee because now... I finally am at a point in my life where I can drink my coffee black and I like it iced when it's really hot. And I think it was a bad idea to put the turmeric in after the ice because I just, it just slipped my mind, chemo brain. So yeah. 
you want to add the turmeric while it's still warm, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it looks really gross. Okay. Well, it might look gross anyway, but it's really good for you. Pro tip. <laughs> Are we talking like a like a splash of turmeric, a teaspoon? What are we talking here? Like a quarter teaspoon. Quarter teaspoon. Okay. In a normal eight ounce, or is it even eight ounce? Yeah. Eight yeah. ounce cough. Okay. Most of it will sink to the bottom. Okay. Okay. Try that. Put it in Chris's. He won't even know. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So I I think the takeaway for tonight is like, do what you can be really forgiving and just transition to as much whole food plant-based as you can. And, um, you'll, you'll get there. And, and I, the more you get into it, the further along you get into it, the more it's going to, you're going to feel great. You're going to lose weight. If you need to lose weight, you're going to sleep better. You're going to balance your hormones. I mean, there's just so many benefits to it. And all of that will kind of keep you on that path because it's so inspiring. And you know, your stories are, are proof of how inspiring it is. Absolutely. Yeah. One major thing for me was, um, which I didn't mention earlier, which I wish I had. Um, I have like, like very high anxiety, which has not gone away a hundred percent, but has definitely been better on a daily basis. I mean, I let my kids ride their bikes off the street, which is. Yay. (laughs) Congratulations to them. Um, and I went from being up four or five times a night to sleeping like a solid, at least a solid eight hours. And I'm, and I found myself wondering like, why am I awake at like 6am? It's because I slept all night long, you know, like I'm, I'm up and I'm like, well, the heck I'm up and I get up and I'm good for the entire day. I don't need a nap. I don't need, I'm good. I can do it. You know, that was, that's a crazy difference in your energy when you Uh weight loss is huge, but I think for my long haul, I'm I'm definitely looking for more of a, you know, a steady health conscious mindset. Yeah. And unlike other diets, this is one that you can live on forever because it's good for you. Yep. And just yeah. imagine how much money you could save if you were planting vegetables in your own garden. I know that sounds really difficult. I know I don't have a green thumb, but I feel like John might, and I should probably put him to work with a garden. Oh, that sounds terrible. You don't have to do as much (laughs) shopping anymore. It would be amazing. Oh, yeah. I I have to do more farming. Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, More construction, more farming. I have to build a fence so the deer and the raccoons don't eat it. My rabbit doesn't eat it. Listen, Uh, I believe in you. I think you'd do a really... I appreciate that. I know I'd be great at it. There's nothing in the world I can't do when I put my mind into it. But I'm not becoming a farmer. (laughs) I'm sending... Chris to Home Depot in the morning. Oh, right, right. Chris will be like, <laughs> I just see Chris walking down like on a lumber rally, like fucking Kristen, man. Like I got to build it. I got Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh. Well, this was a fantastic conversation, guys. Thank you so much for joining tonight. Um, Dr. Simmons, please remind us, where can we find you? 
So my website is realhealthmd.com. And if you are feeling like you need some more guidance and need help on your journey, um, and yeah, I actually got this question this week, do I, do I have to have breast cancer to come see you? No, you don't have to have breast cancer. If you just want to figure out how to be healthier, go to my website, realhealthmd.com and fill out the application for a free discovery call with you. And I get the opportunity to learn more about you. You get the opportunity to learn more about me and my process and see if it makes sense for us to work together. Um, follow me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Simmons. It's two N's. Um, and Facebook, Dr. Jennifer Simmons and Real Health MD on all platforms. Thank you so much. And Stacy, if people want to reach out to you and talk more about going plant-based on a budget and influencing your husband to come along for the ride and getting him to help get involved in the kitchen. Where can they reach out to you for that? Or even just a, a great blowout. Oh, all right. Great blowout. You can find me at Hair by Michael in Springfield, Pennsylvania. I know where everybody is. Um, and I guess best reach me at uh, Hair by Stacy um, 811 on Instagram. And I, I would love to help anybody that needs to have a hand because I actually need a huge hand too. So we can help each other for the whole journey. Yeah. And I think that the, the, the sense of community is so important because, you know, knowing that you're part of something, part of a tribe, part of a support network where people understand what you're going through. It's really important. Do we need a gang sign? I think we probably do. <laughs> we'll work on that. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you everyone so much for joining and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for joining us, Breasties. Don't forget to like us, rate us, subscribe or die, leave a comment, and of course, do not forget to feel them on the first. Also, if you want to find us, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Making the Breast of It Pod. Thanks for joining. We love you. <laughs>